Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Well, today is March 4th, and I've got a special guest. Uh, last couple of weeks ago, I talked about why everybody who wants to have a new kitchen should use a kitchen designer. And that's a no-brainer. If you want everything done right, use the designer. And then last week, I talked about getting the job done. And I kind of gave a couple of ideas and steps on what has to be done. But today, we're actually going to talk to a general contractor who has done this for years and years. Steve Dubell is the owner of Image Home Improvement, and he is sitting right in front of me. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nancy. How you doing? I'm doing great. Well, you now know what I talked about the last couple of weeks, and I asked you to be on the show because you have done tons of kitchen remodels. Absolutely. And and, uh, a lot of times it's, I agree with you 100% about having a designer help design a kitchen, especially if you want to change something that you're maybe unhappy with, with the original design and just kind of go through it with the homeowner because it has to be user friendly. Oh, absolutely. And in the way that it is. And if you bought a home that you're maybe you know, just accept it for the way it is, but now you're ready to make it your own. It's important to be able to have that input from a designer because there may think you may be thinking of things that are different than the designers thinking. One of the things that I think is very important when you do your kitchen. Now we're talking about a kitchen that needs a totally new design for function, Uh, function and aesthetics should go hand in hand. But if you have a pretty kitchen that doesn't work. You've just wasted your money. So that's why a designer comes in handy. Um, But I neglected to ask you to tell our audience what your background is. So, Steve, have at it. Well, way back in the day, as they say, um, we started Image Home Improvement back in 1991 as a um, handyman service because when I moved here from... New York in 89. I saw Oh, you're from New York? No. Whatever gave you that idea? <laughs> no, it was that, that one word. <laughs> the, uh, I get that a lot. So do I. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we started doing the work because, um, I, first of all, I, I felt the need to, to strike out on my own because I saw a need for good craftsmanship, you know, in pe- taking care of your homes. And I saw, you know, living here and, uh, for two years and seeing some of the stuff that was done in homes that was people were accepting just wasn't acceptable for me. So I knew that I have a, I had a good niche to start out with. So for about six years, we were doing handyman work and people asking me to do bigger and better projects until 1998, we became a full fledged general contractor in both residential and commercial. And we really haven't looked back. I mean, we started doing that and uh, doing uh, our claim to fame, our kitchen and bathroom remodels and room additions. Uh, You know, you brought up a point years ago. We didn't have access to the Internet. And the public weren't as educated as they are now on this. So years ago, when a contractor said, well, this is the way it is, most people accepted it. Now good and bad, but I think now people are more aware of what is good, what is acceptable, what they like, and how it should be. Agreed? All right. I agree. I agree. I think a lot of times way back in the day, uh, before the internet actually became very uh, accessible, we'll say, with a lot of content on there, you know, we used to... People used to, I used to advise people, go through magazines, Mm -hmm. tear out your magazine, start making a folder with 
different things that you like. And when we sit down and do a consultation, we can actually get through that and see, okay, well, I like this. Okay, well, what about combining this or that? You know, and that's how we used to do it. But mm-hmm. now you could just send links That's true, but also I think uh, the kitchen designer is very important because I, when I start um, a job, I meet with the people and I ask them to collect pictures and some of those pictures may not work in what they're looking for. So they do need a guide, if that's what you want to call us, Uh, somebody that may come up with a solution that nobody's thought of before. And so that's how I work. But today we're going to talk about getting the job done. I know we both have a lot of experience in this. So um, tell me, as a contractor, what is the first thing you do when you meet the homeowner who says, I hate this kitchen? <laughs> and I say, okay, so uh, how long would you like to be without your kitchen? Because that's one of the things that I get asked a lot, too. How long is it going to take? You know, And depending on the size of the kitchen and what they're wanting to do, with their designer, you know, we'd sit down and figure out, um, I mean, the process is pretty much the same, but I don't like to basically go in and demo things too early because we like to get all the components, you know, cabinets ordered, get all that ordered, and then kind of work the timeline almost backwards. Yeah, let's so, let's bring up, that's a good point. Yeah. If you start the job prematurely and there's a glitch and your shipment of cabinets or plumbing, and that's uh, plumbing is very important, and there's a, um, a holdup somewhere, the whole job stops. Oh, yeah. And then you were given a finish date, but we can't meet that finish date because the materials are stopping that from happening. So that's why we always say, order everything first, get it in the garage or wherever it is so that as it's needed, it's there, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, cause you know, um, some of the things that, uh, not so much, I never found this so much in, in plumbing, uh, fixtures and kitchens. Unless and stuff. they pick something that's very weird. It's not stocked in town. It's, it comes from a manufacturer right. maybe. And right now it might come from China and it'll never get here. It'll never get here now. Right. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, so I think the timing is important to be able to make sure. But let's just go on the premise that, okay, so we have all these things ordered. We'll start the time. We'll figure out. I'll work the schedule backwards. Like if Mm -hmm. I know if the cabinets are due in a specific date. And that's usually the longest lead time on an item. Yeah. I mean, it could be four to six weeks, easy, some maybe even sometimes longer, depending on what they order. Uh, If it's imported, if it's a European cabinet made coming from Germany, you've got a 12-week lead time, easy. So you have to take all that into account. And then pretty much basically, I think, between demo and making any other uh, electrical or plumbing changes or maybe lighting changes, depending on what you need to do with the ceiling and how the rest of the room looks. Good point. Last week I talked about change orders. Now, explain what a change order is. I did last okay. week, but we're going to get it from your perspective. Okay. A change order is uh, basically a document that is created after an agreement with the homeowner and the contractor where there has to be a, a deviated change from the original contract. Something needs to be added or changed in some way, shape, or form that's going to be an additional cost to the original contract. So that has to also be signed, has be, obviously has to be written, has to be signed, and it also there's usually a dollar figure associated with that. 
Okay, and usually all change orders are all change orders are paid up front. Right now, sometimes change orders can delay the uh, the end finished date. Yes, it could. It could. Uh, especially when, and I've had this happen, when you do something and then the homeowner comes in and says, I changed my mind. So you have to undo it and then right. you have to redo it. And that all takes time and people don't understand mm. that you're actually delaying the process. And I think it's important because to obviously document the conversations mm-hmm. because a lot of times, you know, you, um, we might have a conversation and I'll explain what you just had mentioned. You know, there's a change here. Maybe I went back, did something different. But a lot of homeowners don't understand that that change is going to affect the end the end game and when it's going to be completed. So I think it's important that you document everything that you talk about just so that there's a record of it. Because we have a good saying, you know, and we used to use this years ago when I worked in New York in the uh, – in another profession in transportation, if it's not written down, it never happened. Right. And right. just for your, for both protections, both the homeowner and the contractor. Yeah. Um, and I very rarely have seen change orders that decrease the price unless you say, well, instead of 12 can lights, I want five. Right. But then again, why would you go from 12 to five? So it's got to make sense. Right. Um, but definitely you want to get all your ducks in a row before the job starts. Exactly. I mean, you can go from, you get all those facets done. So you basically, I prepare the area so that it's timed perfectly so that this way the cabinets come, cabinets get installed. Then you could do your measurement, your templating for the countertops and get all that done. Okay, let's go back one step. The cabinets can't go in, people, unless all the electric and the plumbing is in and then the drywall. Exactly. So So the whole area has to be ready. And a lot of times there have been contractors that say, well, we'll paint after the cabinets are in. I like to get it painted before the cabinets get in, and then you can put the second coat on later. Sure, absolutely. Okay, agree, good. Okay, then the cabinets go in, and then guess what, people? The countertop does not come the next day. Exactly right. (laughs) And tell us why, Steve. Well, you know, it takes time to, first of all, measure. And then, which they call templating. And when they do all that, then they have to go back and make sure that it takes at least probably sometimes seven to 10 days, depending on your fabricator, to be able to go and make it and then come back and install it. So, and that's another thing that has to be when we talk about picking out materials, there's lead times for the materials that you pick out because you may pick out a granite or quartz or something that may take longer time to get what you want or be brought in from another distributor. So all that is extra groundwork that needs to be done. So that's ready too. So the cabinets go in and you, you have your choice already done. Yeah. So So it takes a little time. The fabricator usually has the material in the shop when he's templating. So if you've picked something that nobody can find, you're delaying the job. And also one important thing is you have to have your plumbing, your sink, at the fabricators or at the job site when he does his template and he takes the sink with him, that's very important too. So this is like a domino thing, right? Absolutely. Uh, Let's quickly talk about lighting. It's very important that everybody knows about LEDs. And if you haven't switched over to your LED lights, migrated to the 
lighting of today, it's very important that you do that. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to shoppremier.com. They've got a beautiful website. They've got a showroom in Scottsdale. They have lighting consultants that would help you do all this. You get a total different look when you put LEDs in your house. And I would suggest that you have dimmers on your LEDs and you'll be surprised. And you don't have to change your light bulbs for 25 years. I think that's a good thing. And I also found out today that bugs don't like LEDs, but your plants do. So there's two advantages of switching over to LEDs that I didn't realize. So it's very important that you do that, especially since they're going to be getting rid of those old style incandescent lights. So go to shoppremier.com and back to Steve. So, but uh, yeah, lighting is very important, especially like you said, when making those changes, um, I found a lot of people when they are making changes, one of the first things they want to do, well, can I get a dimmer on it? So they don't like it. Certain times in the kitchen, you want bright light. Other times you may not want bright light. Yeah. I typically know, so. just include the, the dimmers, but yeah. also I tend to overdo the lights because as we get older, we need more light. So if you get different task areas on different circuits, you don't have to light up your kitchen like Las Vegas all at one time. You can do it in sections. Sure. My yeah. kitchen is a perfect example of that. So now we've got the cabinets in. We've got the guy who's templated the granite. Hopefully he's got the sink. What's next? What are you doing while he's templating? Making sure he's doing it right. <laughs> Usually, you're working on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the floor is the next thing that it gets done once the cabinets are in. Because if we're doing the floor, um, more than likely, if it's a completely brand new floor, then the floor would have been demoed when we took all the old cabinets out. And one of the things that I also want to make mention too, because um, a lot of people like to repurpose, you know, take their old cabinets if they're not too bad they can be repurposed and there's plenty of places they can actually take repurposed cabinets and either use them in other homes for you know low income families or just put them up for resale or you can donate them to stardust and stardust you can take them off of, your yeah one of my sponsors is stardust yeah we work a lot with stardust so those are places that that one of the places that actually can actually do that as long as they're not older than 20 years old and that just goes for appliances as well, appliances and or cabinets. Oh, then Stardust doesn't want them when they're that old. Yeah, when they're that old, yeah. Or yeah. if they're older than 20 years, usually they're they're not reusable because they've I, been beat up. I did a kitchen for somebody who is quasi-famous. He's passed now. but um, So we took the cabinets out, and he said, well, I want to use them in another part of my house. They actually were in a pile in his driveway because they were... 45, 50 years old, and they were custom, but they were done in thin plywood. And when they took them out, they all fell apart. Oh so God. you can't plan too much ahead if you don't really know what your cabinets are going to be like when they come out of the kitchen. Yeah, it's because some of those really old cabinets of that era, they weren't done in, in like sections. Like well, a, there were no backs. Like a 30, yeah, and they're screwed in. And it's like some of the cabinetry that you get now for garages. They have companies out there that make a quality cabinet, but they're boxed. They have backs, everything else. Another company, I remember we had some stuff done at a customer once. They ordered the components. I mean, it looked great in the design, but it all came in pieces. It was like a big erector set. And they, I mean, when I saw the truck, I'm like, 
that's what those cabinets look like. He says, yeah. And meanwhile, and, and eight hours later, they're all up, but there's no backs and they were all assembled. It was almost like I probably have to um, put it in the same category as like an Ikea cabinet. Oh, but they have backs. Well, oh, they still have to assemble them. That, you know, it's like, true. it's like that old thing you say around Christmas time. Some yes. assembly required. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. a lot of assembly That's required. True. That's true. I might point out, though, that if your cabinets don't have backs, think about it. There's nothing to really stabilize them. So when you take them out, you've just got sides and fronts. They're going to fall well, apart. Yeah. Well, you only thing you have in there is in those, you have like a almost like a one-by-two piece of cabinet holding the sides together at the top, one at the bottom, and... You know, you screw it. You Hopefully you find a stud or use an anchor and you get it in the wall and then they're all connected. They're all screwed together. Yeah, and the but, way they made those, they had like maybe six or eight foot runs. There's yes, no they were, way yeah, they were to huge. cut them and put them in your laundry room or your yeah. garage. They'd fall apart. Yeah. So now that we've uh, <laughs> talked to that one to death. So <laughs> now you got the floor in. You've got the cabinets. The guy just brought in the template. For I mean, he just brought in the countertops. What's next? So the countertops go in and they make sure that all the, obviously one of the things that I think is the mark of a good craftsman in the way of uh, a countertop, uh, a fabricator is how they put together their seams, which are so very important because if they're not good at putting seams together and they rely on the fill that's put in there, it's, well, at least for me, it's like me looking at a bad drywall job. It stands out like a sore thumb. And it's not really, I don't think the homeowner would really appreciate it. Well, that's why hopefully the homeowner has chosen a contractor that's very picky. And the contractor usually uses his subs. And you pick people to be on your team that are good craftsmen. And I know the people that I use for Mm. granite, I'm really picky about the seams. But I also will go to the shop and see how they're going to lay out the tops and where the seams are going to be. Sure. A little anal, but, yeah. you know, at the end, that's you want okay. a happy it, job. It saves a lot of, it, when you think about it from a contractor or a designer point of view, it saves us a lot of brain damage mm-hmm. because we'll wind up, you know, because the last thing you want is them to put these tops in and there's something that and you could have And they say, no, I don't like that. Can you do it over? Yeah, no, right. No, it doesn't work like so. that. It doesn't work like that. At this point where we're talking, Steve and I are saying, okay, now the granite went in. The sink, obviously, is attached to the mm-hmm. granite. That went in. That's the point where the homeowner goes, okay, I've had it. I want my kitchen done. That's exactly the point where they get antsy, correct? Well, they get antsy, right, because the next thing they're, they're going to say is, okay, um, it, it's time for – well, first of all, they get the, you get the tops in. Now it's time to trim out the sink. So you need all your plumbing done on the sink, the faucet, the, the drain, maybe a garbage disposal. All that needs to be done. Then the appliances come and the appliances get installed, as especially along with the plumbing. The dishwasher has to be all connected to the sink, uh, plumbing uh, under the sink. Yeah, the only appliances that can go in before the sink would be the wall ovens, the refrigerator. But the cooktop, no, because right. we have to wait for the, uh, the countertop. Exactly. And then we've got the hood. And you really don't want the hood in there because as they're working with the granite, they might hit the hood. So, and that's happened. So, you know, a bottom line, there's a system to having your kitchen done. Um, Take, for instance, the chandelier over the table that's not there yet. You never want to put that into the last minute. Why? Somebody's going to hit it. 
Or well, somebody's going to hit it. And at the same time, too, until that, well, we'll say, island is put in there or table, okay, you never really can tell. You, you get a different perspective with it hanging and now the actual piece is there. So you don't want to have it hung prematurely too short because if it's too short, now you've got a problem because you, you're not supposed to do any splicing in the wire. If you have to bring it down lower, yeah. but there is a rule of thumb. There, There's so. a rule of thumb of 30 inches above yeah. the table. But, um, well, now the kitchen's almost done. Yeah. I think what they need now is, um, two glasses and a bottle of wine. There you go. Nice glass of Chardonnay would really be good. <laughs> I think for the most part, people are happy when there's a plan that's followed, right? Exactly. And I think the, the communication along the way is so very important, not just from, if nothing else, more than a daily basis, depending on what you're doing, definitely once a week, a recap of what has happened, what you've done and where you're going yeah. next week. I've talked about that important. last week. I yeah. think communication is really one of the keys that yeah. makes for a successful yeah. project. And plus it, plus it, you know, the homeowner, it, I think it instills confidence in them that they have picked the right contractor, that he's just not going in there and going through the motions and not communicating. And then you're left, the homeowner would be left to wonder, okay, so what's next? Well, the other thing is when you're going to have a meeting or communicate with your contractor, um, husband and wife should be there so that one knows what the other one said. Exactly. Exactly. And they all have to be, I will never do a consultation with only one or the other because the, most of the time, neither one of them will be totally hundred percent on the, same, sync, page. On yeah. the same page. So, and, and, you know, we have to make sure that we satisfy both of them. So this way, and then everybody's happy with the plan going forward. Yeah. I mean, typically, how many times have we heard, I don't know, it's my wife's kitchen, let her decide. And then when she decides, the husband says, no, we don't want that. You know, and we're in the middle. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. I've, I've seen that. I've heard that, you know, and, you know, even though we do our best sometimes to preempt that from happening, sometimes it just does. Yeah, so, human nature. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, this has been fun. So now, if anybody's out there who wants to have their kitchen remodeled, start with the design. And you know my email, nancy at nancyhugo.com. And then when you want to have your kitchen done, the next step would be to work with a contractor and also the designer so that everybody's working together. The worst thing you can do is not bring your team together and everybody's working individually. Nobody knows what anybody's doing. And then when something goes wrong, guess what? They all point the finger at the other guy. Exactly. It's right? his fault. Yeah. Nobody takes responsibility. So I don't like that. I like to run the job. I'm sure you never have that happen, right? No, never. <laughs> Steve, this has been great. I had fun doing this. I had fun too. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, anytime. If anybody has any questions for Steve, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. I certainly will pass it on. Also... If uh, you are listening to this podcast, of course you are listening to this podcast. You've got to tell your friends about it. And also you can listen on iTunes um, or Blueberry or uh, some of the other places that they have podcasts. But also you can subscribe. That's the key. Subscribe so that every time I post one, it pops right up and you get to listen to it because you don't want to miss out on any of this important information. So until next time, I appreciate you guys listening. Have a great day. Thank you.